following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. We got a great show for you guys today. We got some really great guests, but before we uh, – actually, I'll tell you, we have Johnny Potenza and Ray Porter coming on. I'll tell you who they are in a bit. But before that, let's introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. You think we should be lighter? We should be lighter? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'll make us a little lighter. Make us light and Say bright. hi to everybody. <laughs> we have to be light and bright. Jimmy keeps playing every week with the uh, – up, 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 up. Oh, there you go. Now we look human. Okay. Okay. Hey, everybody. No. Here's Ron. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm tired. What a weekend. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, what a weekend. Oh, we went to Sean Kanan's book signing party at three. Then we had dinner with Sean and Michelle. And then we went to Jay. Uh, Zach. I'm Zach Jaden. Zachary Jaden's Christmas Zach, party. Zachary Jaden's party. And we didn't get home till 530 in the morning. And we've been tired ever since, and it this take, is like four days later. <laughs> it takes me like almost a week to get back to being normal again. It really is terrible. But we have fun anyway. Now we have more parties coming up, and Christmas is coming up, and then New Year's, and then our party uh, after New Year's will be a, I call it a crash party because everybody's so partied out, they just want to crash. So we just kind of hang out, eat, drink, smoke. Those that smoke, I don't smoke. Uh, Eat, drink, and just be with friends. Well, I, I thought of smoking because Danae still smokes. My friend Danae. Terrible habit. Terrible habit. Nobody should smoke right. or drink for that matter. So we got a bunch of people in the chat room. Let's say hi real quick. Hi. Hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, Who are we? Who Cindy, are we? Cindy Lady Lake's in the chat room, hi, and Hub Cindy. Reynolds is in the chat room, hi. and Don Hinton, and Jeff hey, Caperton. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hub Reynolds. So I said that already. Um, uh, how are you? Um... Let's see. Don, Lady Lake, Cindy. Anyway, there's lots of people. Teresa Sabin. Teresa, we got a really hey. fun show, you guys. We have uh, Johnny Potenza coming on from Up uh, Up Late with Johnny Potenza. I, I've known him for years in social media, but we actually met him uh, when he was here for Michelle Kanan's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He was here staying with them for a week. And right. then we have Ray Porter coming on, you guys. And we met him at Sean Kanan's book signing Saturday. And he's an actor, been in a lot of things. But my favorite thing is the fact that he's dark side in the Justice Zack Zack Snyder's Justice League movie. You know, which for me, I collect that stuff. And he's got all kinds of action figures that I'm going to get for Christmas, <laughs> whether I buy them or somebody else does. <laughs> you know what? I never had I never had a son. I have two daughters, <laughs> yeah. but I really didn't need a son because I think I've got one. 
he's like a little boy. You know, I was shopping the other day in one of the stores and I'm looking at the dolls and the, uh, in this very expensive store. These dolls are like three and 400 bucks, little crappy plastic action figures. And the salesperson came over and he said, are they for you? And I said, no, they're for my son. <laughs> I said, my son collects these things. I love them. I got a, a, an awesome, thank you, Soho Johnny, uh, at, at LA Comic Con. He got me a 32-inch Galactus, uh, which is a really highly super like well, coveted a collectible. $700 doll. Could uh, you believe a piece of plastic? Cost seven hundred bucks. I love it. It fits into my collection perfectly. So I know, but it's a very extravagant gift for just a big, big plastic doll of some idiot thing that doesn't even do anything. <laughs> yeah. Just stands there. <laughs> anyway, I love it. My collection is phenomenal. Um, we had a great time. We went to um, uh, Sean Cannon's book signing, and we saw all kinds of people that we know. A lot of celebrities were there supporting. The name of the book is "Welcome to the Kumite." It's uh, it's the sequel to Way of the Cobra. He had some great things to say in it. Oh and, yeah, Sean. And- Sean read you know parts of the book, and the parts that he read, he was so honest about his life, his early days as a Jewish boy in Pennsylvania, where people were kind of anti-Semitic, and how he had to fight his way through a lot of things. Uh, it was it's a wonderful book. Uh, I'm going to so enjoy reading it, and I think you would too. You should get it. It's interesting and, Absolutely. and, and heartwarming. I, I, I think it's his best book so far, and I've read all of Sean's books, but it is his best book so far. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but, um, but it's Well, I haven't fun. read it either. I've read it. Who has time to read? We're Christmas shopping, doing the house, doing the garden, doing the, you know, it's like a lot of work. Then we went to dinner, and then after dinner, we went to Zach Jaden's party, and we saw everybody, a lot of people from our chat room that are all of our that friends that we know from, you know, people I make movies with and people we have as friends. It was just a fun weekend, really was. I Hub, like Hub says our colors are popping. They love the fact that you, uh, this is laugh out loud, my son. Did I what? <laughs> says laugh out loud, my son. And mm-hmm. they all love Sean Kanan. Sean Kanan's great, you guys. Sean Kanan is one of our very special friends. And he is a really, really, he's not a Hollywood person. He still is that little boy in Pennsylvania, a hick. And that's what I like about him. He's a big superstar. He's sophisticated. He dresses beautifully. He looks great. But his soul is of a homeboy. He's like a, a farmer kid, you know, a sweet guy. Very cool. And, and so Michelle, of wife. course, I'm crazy about Michelle is a super genius. She does everything wonderful. I mean, you have a problem. You talk to Michelle about it. She has an answer for it. She's so smart and so beautiful and so warm and affectionate and loving. Well, of course, you know, she's Italian and she's from New Jersey. What else can I say? (laughs) Just letting everybody too know, next week is our last show before Christmas. So next week will be our Christmas show. We're going to bring on, work on bringing on some surprise guests, and I think it'll be a lot of fun like it is every year. Everybody will be coming in to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. Actually, I can't wait. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, speak, Jimmy, speak. Oh, oh I was just saying, I know they're talking about how great Michelle is too, Jeff Caperton, because... Who's uh, saying how great Michelle is? Jeff Kepperton says he calls her and she always gets back. People that know Michelle will agree with me. Look at all the way we're doing like a million people. How does that happen on the television? That's uh, that's back there. But why are so many of us? Look at it. That's that's a a feature of Juan's probably doing that. Juan, are you doing that? (laughs) Because it looks like 
I look like a caterpillar. <laughs> look, I do. I look like a caterpillar with a head. Look, I swear to you. Or sna- cobra. I we look like to- a snake. Get rid of that, Juan. I don't like that junk. Juan, make us look just one behind us. Can yeah. you do that? No, that's because you're showing your own feed. Oh, how do we do that? What am I showing my Oh, own? because it's behind us. What does that mean? Oh, no. No, it's in the feed behind us, too. It never did that before. Yeah, it has. We've had it on a bunch of them before. I'm not sure how we get that off of there. Where I look like a cobra. Yeah, you look like a cobra. We want to welcome B. Claudia joined us. It's her mother's, I think, 90th birthday or something. I'm not exactly sure. So happy birthday. Oh, and I forgot to say, hey, uh, Don Hinton, because Don joined us, too. Hey, Don. How are you, honey? Hope everything. That's on our end. Let's see how we fix that. I don't know how we fix that. It's really annoying. Let's see. Hang on. Oh, there you go. See, Jimmy, you know how to do it. No, I don't. I turned it off. I'll turn it off. Now I'm going to turn it back on again and see what happens. Anyway, talk while I'm playing. Talk, 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 talk. What do I look like? Oh, a puppet? It, uh, oh, no, it's still there. I don't know how you fix that. That's because well, you're showing it's not your so bad. feed. Now we only see one. <laughs> <laughs> We've had that behind us, though, a lot of times before. Yeah. Yeah, just at this time, because we're wearing such bright colors, it really shows no, up. No, 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 no. I mean, I've never seen it like that before. Now it's a little better. There's only about six of us. But when our guest comes on, then they they get behind us. Right? No, they'll be next to us. They'll be next to us, not behind uh-huh. us. I'm not sure. I'll have to figure out how to fix that, because I don't know how to do it live while we're on the air. Uh-huh. Um, anyway... Um, so we should do some do our little ad stuff that, that we always do, you guys. You can hear the show on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. Um, we're thankful for everybody tuning in every week. Last week's show was a lot of fun. Today's show is going to be really good, too. And um, so we want to thank everybody for always tuning in and hoping everybody's having a great holiday season so far. And um, part of my healthy thing that I'm on, you know, no sugar, no processed food and stuff. Drink plenty of fluids, water. Wash out your kidneys. Uh, keep your kidneys healthy. But drink tons and tons and tons of water. You know, I have a thing on my lip. What is it when you have, like, skin on your lip that you bite all the time? I don't know. There's some, I think that needs citrus. I think if you put lemon on it or eat lemons. But I have so much lemonade in me, I should... Maybe that's what I'm looking like—a lemon. Oh, wait! Smile real quick for uh, for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! So all is going good. Um, I don't know how to get rid of that. I tried just now, but I don't know how to actually do it. Uh, I always thought that was done. I hate biting my lip, but it's as annoying as anything. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Well, what is that from? Anybody out there? No, please let me know. Talk for a minute. Now what are you doing? I don't know. I'll see if I can. Visual background. <laughs> oh, look. What is that? A kitchen? I oh, know, but it doesn't get rid oh, of it. Oh, let me see what it is. What's that background with the piano? Oh, look. I like it. It looks like we have a piano. <laughs> get, rid of it. Get, get rid of it. Go up there. Get rid of it. Oh, then I don't have a background. I got to go back well, go to what on, we have hit before. Hit the X. No, you can't. I have to go back to it. No, hit, give me that friggin' thing. Hit the X. Look. You got to turn this back on. No, hit that X so this picture goes away. Good. Now look at. Oh, I love it. Oh, well, I just turned this back on. <laughs> that's our that's our house, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and the baby grand piano I play every day. We don't have a blue a, a screen. Oh wait, hang on. Look at that. How did you do that with somebody else's house? That's a that's just something that they give you that you can do. But I can't get rid of these little things that's around okay, us. Okay, but look. 
It looks like we're in, in another house. Okay. Oh, can you put us like in a, a palace, a castle? If you load pictures into it, you can put whatever you want behind it. If I'll do that. Well, I don't have any pictures <laughs> to do it. But next week, we're going to do it in front of our Christmas tree. Uh, um, oh, yeah. It's, Juan, I, I was playing on the back screen the YouTube live feed, but now I turned it off. Look at this. Now we this have is, this background. I, I've never seen anything quite like it. You want to see what else they have? No wonder. I can make believe I'm in Paris. Or Yeah, if we put stuff behind us, oh, we yeah, can. I can put the Eiffel Tower and say, hey, everybody, welcome. There's a brick wall. <laughs> oh, I like the brick wall. Let me see that. Get rid of the X. <laughs> oh, that's nice. The brick wall. Very Greenwich Village. That's well, the, our, our, reminds our, me of our guest today, I think he's from Brooklyn. Of course, he's Italian. Where else would you be from Brooklyn? I mean, uh, Brooklyn? You want to keep that, or you want to go back to the house, or you want to go back to the snake? No, I like the brick wall. Okay. Because that, yeah, look at it. It reminds me of New York City, Greenwich Village, when I was young. All of the uh, clubs, they were like uh, little nightclubs where people got up and did their thing. You know, everybody was starting off, like Ellen DeGeneres and the other one, what's her name, from uh, Jane Fonda show. Uh, Lily, Lily Tomlin. Tomlin. You know, all those people, a tiny Tim, I knew I met all of them back back in the day when we were all starting off, and it was fun. We were hip, no, we were not hippies, we were beatniks. Beatnik came before hippie, then hippie went away, and now it's, I don't know what. They See, this is what everybody sees. Crazy people now. How come, oh, that's a nicer, your, your monitor is nicer than my monitor. <laughs> this is one everybody sees, this is the behind the scenes one. Oh, the people see that this monitor? This is what they see, yeah. Oh, I look better on that monitor. <laughs> oh. But we could put a picture in here of of Astro, and then we could be sitting in front of a giant Astro. <laughs> I got Astro on my lap. I need more Astro. What, what else have you got? That's, it. They, that's all they give you. You have to upload pictures. And when they when you upload the pictures, you see different things. I could do a nude of me laying on a chaise lounge. Yes. That um, won't be attractive. People won't like that. They said put a garden behind us. A garden? <laughs> they said you always look great. Uh, they said put a patio with a pool, but it's like fifty degrees out. It's kind of cold. Yeah, uh, and we ha we have all of that. We don't. Let's put something different, like Pompeii or uh, the Empire State Building. <laughs> yeah, let's let's put yeah let's put New York behind me. That oh Rockefeller Center. We can't do it right now, though. Oh, we have to find it. And put Rockefeller Center behind us. <laughs> I didn't know you would want to do that, so we can. Do I, that I next miss time. Rockefeller Center. You know, uh, it's the, probably the most beautiful part of Christmas is to go down Fifth Avenue and go to Rockefeller Plaza and see the Christmas tree, the enormous tree, and the ice skaters and all the angels and stuff. So, uh, Astro wants to say hi. Hi, say hi to everybody. There you are. Look. Oh my God! Isn't he's he beautiful? So he is of my love. Out. Oh. I like he. I think he's absolutely fabulous. He's my love. Okay, let's get on with uh, the show. Let's get a get. You know, I have to do something with my hair, folks. Should I cut it short, let it grow long, make it brown, make it red, make it green, make it blue, shave and, it off? Anyway, our guest is here, so let's let him in and see if we can hey, hear him. Hey, where's our guest? Well, Yom, where are you? Hey. Oh, fellas. Oh, this guinea ain't from Brooklyn. I'll eat my hat. <laughs> Going. Okay, so hold on. Make sure I got all my Jesus volumes. Christ, you got the map of Brooklyn on your mug. No, so uh, so he's he has a fake background too. That's his like room where he keeps oh, all good. his music memorabilia with all that good, kiss good, shit because we did a test so, this morning. So you're like me. You're an Italian from Brooklyn. 
Yes, how you guys doing? Thank you for bringing me on the show. Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. We're in. We Brooklyn. can never tell. <laughs> you know what? He's lucky. I'm lucky because you ain't lucky because you're not from Brooklyn, you little faggot. <laughs> he's from Florida. You know, he's a Florida. Wait, we have to introduce him before Florida, he starts talking. He's a Florida to him. alligator sissy. What? We have to talk to him. We have to introduce him before we talk to him. All right, introduce. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with. Ron Russell, host of Up Late with Johnny Potenza, also known as Johnny P. Johnny Potenza, hello and welcome to the show. In the flesh. What's up there, guys? Yay, we're so happy. So So you already know my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Ron Russell. I know you, man. We had a great time in Palm Springs. I told you, you look like Tony Curtis. Right, everybody told you that. But it's nice to hear somebody speaking English correctly. Yeah, (laughs) And when you and I speak, we speak English correctly. The rest of them speak like, I don't know, some phony English. You know, right? it's, it's an understatement, Ron, because uh, I'm not, English ain't my, wasn't ever my strong point. So the Brooklyn accent, on top of not able to pronounce certain words, is like my slick. So, uh, but yeah, we're one Let of me a tell you something. If it wasn't for my Brooklyn accent, I wouldn't be in half of the movies I'm in. When they need a mafia killer gangster, they want a real McCoy New York accent. They say, get Russell. Nobody speaks like him. You know, I can clean it up. I can do it. I can speak very clearly and perfectly. And then I sound like a big old queen. But, you know, I don't like to do that bullshit. I like to be me. So what do you do? What do you do for a living besides make pizza? Well, this I'm wearing. I don't make pizza. Potenza, is that where your family's from, Potenza? No, everybody asks me that. Potenza is uh, is my last name, and it's a town in, in uh, Sicily, Italy, as we all know. But no, yeah, I'm Potenza from, from, is in Italy. from New York. Bensonhurst. He's from Bensonhurst. Oh! 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 We know that I'm a lot older than you are, so the people that I grew up with are all dead. They were killed. Uh, they were shot in the street or they were murdered well, in their homes. If you're from down there, my grandfather was Joseph. I was from Red Hook. Red Hook. Joseph Vitoli, my grandfather was. He was like, a, you know, he was he was a friend of ours, you know? Yeah. But he uh, died in 1970, so. Yeah, Bensonhurst. I have such wonderful friends in Bensonhurst who I really miss a lot. Yeah. True blue people, you know, no bullshit people. They tell it like it is. Yeah. You're, you're square with them, they're square with you. That's I'm how I am. Brooklyn. You know, if I had a lot of money, which you need a lot of money to live in Brooklyn nowadays, I would buy something in Mill Basin or Bensonhurst, but it's in the millions. I mean, It's crazy. The property value in Staten Island and Brooklyn is, is through the roof. Uh, well, you're from yeah. you're in Staten Island now? Well, I was in Brooklyn until I was 12, but then my father bought some property and we, he built a house on Staten Island. So then I, I grew up there. So now I've been bouncing forth to the Jersey Shore, and then and I stay in Staten Island right now. So I'm I'm like bouncing back and forth. Yeah, I was born in the Red Hook Projects in Red Hook, and I okay. lived until my father bought a house in Astoria, Queens, and then yeah. we moved to Queens. And my mother was never happy. Yeah, no, I, mother, she missed the stores, you know. She missed all the women. It was a family. Living in Brooklyn was a family. We all knew yeah. each other. Went to each other's house. Christmas tree. This is a different animal, Rod. You know, my, my, from my old band, NYB, my guitar player, one of my best friends. He lives in Jackson Heights, so I'm very familiar with Queens. Different, different, different town. 
Yeah, but I lived it. I lived in uh, Astoria, but in my uh, in my twenties, I only hung out in Brooklyn. I hung out with my old Brooklyn friends. The yeah, sort of people were okay, but nobody was like the Brooklyn people. No. I mean, you know, I used to go to their house. The mother would say, Ronnie, come in here. I got for you. What do you want to sit down, honey? I got a nice, I made a nice cavatella. You want a little bit of, you want a pizza? What do you want? A, a, a pasta chart to sit down and make a coffee for you. It was yeah, nice. It ain't, like, it ain't like that no more. You, oh. you get a a coffee for somebody when you go to the house. <laughs> no, no. Now my friends that are my age, they all have maids, and you go to their fancy schmancy houses, their McMansions, and they say, mm -hmm. just a second, I'll have the girl get you a coffee. And I say, ah, yeah. fuck you. So hold on. So, all right, so you guys, I originally met Johnny, actually never physically met him, but we met because we followed each other in social media. I originally followed him because we have a mutual friend, Sean Kanan, and I think Sean was promoting he was on your show yeah. And so I followed you, and then you followed me back. So it's been years, but we met at Michelle Kanan's yeah. star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We had a great time. Um, great you're time. kind of in the same business that we are all around because you're an actor. You've been in movies. You've got a talk show. Neither one of us are drummers in a band, even though Ron used to, like, sing. And uh -huh. uh, so Like sing, is that it? You used to sing. Like sing. Well... <laughs> <laughs> like sing means almost singing, you fucking idiot. <laughs> he used to sing. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> he's yeah, but it's different because you didn't sing like he sang in a rock band. It's different. Yeah, well, I, I, I sang in front of 350 people eating in supper clubs all over the Eastern Seaboard. You think that was easy? People drinking and eating, and me up there singing. It wasn't easy. Nothing's easy because if you didn't sing right, they throw an uh, apple at you. They throw it. Well, I was trying to like lead up to the fact that he's like a drummer in a band. He had a band, you guys. He started drumming. He was a drummer since the age of 12. He started, studied under Jim Chapin, father of Harry Chapin. Your band was called NYB, which stands for None of Your Business, which is so like New York. Yeah. Um, and uh, Negative, negative. None no, of your business. You're just jealous because you were that's born. That's not negative. You were, you were that's born what everybody this. used to say. They go, "What's the name of your band?" NYB. What does it mean? None of your business. But I, I was a real. I was. I was. Uh, I don't know what. I was arrogant and and ballsy back in those days. I, I you know, I'm more on on the mature, arrogant, and ballsy. Level how, now. how old are you? How old are you? Me, I'm 55. Are you married? I'm actually wid widowed. I my my uh, fiance who was going to be my wife. Passed away of, of breast cancer four years ago. I'm sorry to hear that, but I'd like yeah. to. I, I think. How tall are you? Me, I'm. I was five. I was five eight, but I shrunk down to five seven. That doctor said I shrunk an inch. Oh. <laughs> so I can't fix you up with my daughter Deirdre because she's five. About like five, 11. Ten. Yeah, I don't want. I don't like girls that are taller than me because then I got to do some some mountain climbing. You know. <laughs> and I have a. I have my daughter Leslie who looks like Michelle Pfeiffer or Grace Kelly, who oh, wow. was Miss Long Island, Power's oh, cool. number one model. She's a gorgeous blonde with green eyes, Italian, of course. Uh -huh. and she cooks and cleans, and she's a homespun. She's no putana, and she's not a uh, tomato. She's a nice girl. That's just the girl that I would date down the road uh, if it ever happens again. They have to be really special and, and sent from the man above. Uh, oh, my daughter's so special that no guy is good enough. <laughs> 
I could take care of myself. I'm a good cook. I could clean. I shop and do all that nonsense. You know, the crazy life that I lead, I like to come home to a normal life, honestly, and just. No, my daughter was my daughter was engaged to a guy, Joe Diarchi from Brooklyn. Okay. And so my daughter's very um, smart. Anyway, we're not setting up your daughter. Shut the fuck up! I could get rid of you. <laughs> oh no! Like, no, my daughter's my daughter's fifty-two. My daughter's fifty-two. Go on her page on Facebook. Leslie Sarego, S-A-R-E-G-O. And look okay. at her. She's beautiful. She's sweet as hell. Everybody loves her. All right. She huh? She, she, was born, no, she was born on uh, she was born in Manhattan, actually. And then we lived uh, in Garden City. She grew up in Garden, she grew up in Beverly Hills when we lived there. And now she lives in Palm Springs. Okay. This is the dating game with Jimmy and uh, Ron. So yeah, yes. listen, you, know, you know what? Years ago, this is what the old guineas did. Yeah, they sat around. The mothers sat around the kitchen. They said, "Hey, you got a son? Oh, I got a daughter. Hey, put your daughter up with my son. It's better now, than." Me, did you go on these lines? These these tele these uh, computer uh, things with all these it, it, it took me a long time. I was devastated for years, and I could talk about it now. But uh, she was she was uh, my life, and you know, to watch somebody go like that at an early age at forty five, it destroyed me. So it took me a long time to build myself back up again. Now I feel good. My main focus is I got to make it somewhere in this entertainment business, and I got to be able to retire comfortably down the road. That's my goal right now. If something somebody comes in my life one day and and, and special, then I'll make that move. But right now, I'm just focusing on 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 that. Well, my daughter's background is she handled all the business for Sharon Stone, for uh, all the movie stars. She worked for uh, Platinum uh, Business Management in Beverly Hills. So all of these stars were her clients. Oh, cool. So she knows the business back and forth. So it's not like you're marrying some moron. He's not marrying anybody. You never know. You never know. <laughs> All right, let's go on. <laughs> no. Meanwhile, everybody listening loves this kind of show. All my my fans out there are saying, oh, yeah, Ron, we want Leslie married. <laughs> anyway, let's go back. That. Now let's hear it. So you have a talk show. He has a show. Let me go back, me go back for a second. Let me go back. Go ahead. I don't, I don't call myself an actor. I did some some film work, but I mean, I'm not an, I don't I'm not one of these guys that does a couple of little parts. You see them, and you know, I mean, that's all I did is independent films, background. I, you know, some some big films, but you see me for five seconds. I don't put on my profile that I'm an actor. I'm a I'm a talk show host. I'm I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm a drummer. I am a character actor though. But I mean, if, if there is any directors out there that, that want the next the next James uh, Cagney meets Joe Pesci, he's sitting right here. <laughs> So Perfect. Anyway, so you're a talk show host. That makes you our competition, which makes yeah, but we, don't, we do two different things. Wait a second. I do a live studio audience. It's like a low budget Johnny Carson meets Jimmy Fallon Wait show. Second. Wait a second. Hold on. I'm going to drop a dime. Okay. And have your legs broken. <laughs> I continue to be a talk show host. Get out of the fucking business. It's ours, not yours. You get it? He doesn't stream. You, you don't stream? No. No, no. We do it. I do. I do a whole format, uh, Ron, with a studio audience, small studio audience. I come out, do a monologue. I got a comedian come on that we interview an actor or an author, and then the band plays. I usually get up and I play the drums for a song, and then we close the show out. But I like that. I mean, I tried this during COVID. I, it's not me. I, I like the vibe because. 
I'm a performer as a drummer because I was playing bars at 15 years old back in the day. So, I mean, uh, and I can still play and I've been practicing a lot. I mean, uh, my main goal is just to see if I could get the back end to get this show onto a streaming network or a, a paid cable network that's going to ha- give me commercial advertisers, you know? We actually know a lot you of the you people. Don't, you don't do drugs, so you're any more drugs. No, like no, no, no. I, I like to have a couple of drinks. I dabble with a little, little, little whiskey and a little wine right. every now and then. But business first. Play hard, work harder. Yeah, my daughter does ever did drugs or drink. I, 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 raised them really, I raised them really Italian. They really they have all the values that I was raised with. So go back, hold on. So because I wrote down like okay, so then first of all, how do people see this? How do people actually see your show? Tell people how they see them. Well, you, you know, well the, the easiest way for anyone to see it is just stream it either on on uh, YouTube or, or Vimeo.com, and uh, or if you got cable network, it airs on LA thirty six near you, and then all the five boroughs, and in, and in uh, Las Vegas on like Spectrum and and Time Warner, it's around. RLN and uh, whatever else is there, you know, okay, they, so- they send it all around, but pretty much everybody's watching, they're streaming everything because who has time to really focus in on, on a certain time when it comes on, unless you DVR it, you know? Right. So Listen, the website is, yeah, so- I have to brag. We have now over 5 million. We had 5 million people. Now we have over 5 million. My uh, producer tells us all over the world, that watched the show. And I said, but they don't understand English. And they said, yeah, there are more English-speaking people all over the world than you can imagine. And we're a streaming show. All right, we're on the air 14 years, but still. 15. 50, 50, fuck you, 15. You're always correct, but that's good. <laughs> You're streaming back then? You're streaming? Uh, we've been streaming for about no, 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 no. I've been, no. He had a radio ten years, show. Ten years. We've been. Streaming. I came on it as a radio show, and I hated it because I don't do radio. And I said, "Let's do streaming." And he fought with me, and I was punched him in the face in the car. But I jumped out at a full at a traffic light and started screaming obscenities at him. And then he said, "Get back in the car," and I did. And he said, "Okay, we'll do it." We had a sponsor who like got us started on streaming. I started it. Give me the credit. Yes. You started no. it, but I found the person to pay for it. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I'm with this guy. <laughs> so hold on. I felt it boring doing it by myself, but then when I talked to the guests, it was great. But it's it's good to do what you guys are doing and have a co-host because then it's a little more entertaining and it's less work to do because you can just bounce off each other and improv, you know? Yes. It's really, we improv everything. Yeah, but it's really not less work because I gotta carry this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, moron here just does the, the, the advertising. Yes. I do the whole, like, I talk like personal. You know, where do you live? Here in L.A.? No, he lives in New York. Oh, you're in New York? He flew, flew out for the star? He stayed here for a week. Sean's a dear friend of mine. Met him years ago at, at Grandpa's Comedy Club in Staten Island. He, he performed right. in 1997. Uh, I knew the owner of Grandpa's Comedy Club, at the old uh, Al Lewis's club from the Munsters. And then we became friends, and then as years we became became tight. And then he's my brother now, and uh, he invited me to come down. And he invited me when he came in when he did the uh, the Walk of Fame in 2016. So I I I needed to get the get away. It came at a perfect time. I told him I was coming down to see him because why don't you come down in, in October like last time? So it was actually five years almost to the date that I came down there. Uh, now that I'm starting to travel again because I'm ready to you know kick ass whatever time I got left, you know? So wait, I got well, I got a well, list. Both my daughters are not happy in California. 
They want to go back. They want to go back to New York. Leslie definitely is going back. Deidre wants to go to Pennsylvania. She wants to raise sheep up in the farm. She's nuts. But <laughs> they uh, they don't care for California. California is not for normal people. I like California, but certain parts of California, just like New York, it's, it's going downhill, unfortunately. But Palm Springs, LA is garbage. LA is garbage. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love Palm Springs. It's so clean. It's nice. It's relaxed. Not so much anymore. We got tents and we got beggars and people peeing and shitting all over the streets. We have a lot of garbage starting to happen here. It's just, you know, the way of the world now, the new world they speak about. This is the new America. You can have it. So hold on. Let's get out of that. Okay. Uh, Okay. So we got the show. I'll with Johnny Potenza. Actually, a lot of the people that you've had on your show, we know or we've had, besides Sean Kanan, which that's how we met you in the first place. Uh, yeah. We've had most on our show. Um, uh, Al Sapiens has been on our show. John Fior. John Fior, he's coming on in January. Apache Ramos, I know, just because he's from the Warriors. Great um, guy. Noel, Noel, we've had on the show that we met in New Jersey. Davy uh-huh. Jones, Freedom Williams. I actually worked with uh, Vincent Pasteur on a film and Frank Vincent. Shirley yeah. Jones, Ron knows. Yeah. Michael Sweet Beck, of a girl. Michael Beck, and then Steve Dash used to be a really good friend of mine. He lived in uh, our our station that we broadcast out of is is in Florida, and Steve Dash uh, lives in Florida. And uh, plus, I'm a big horror movie. Guy. I'm a big horror movie fan, you know. And since he was the first Jason, you know, we should ask Shirley to come on. The gentleman, Steve was a, was a gentleman. Yes, you had Shirley on your show. Well, you know, I didn't have him on my on my show personally. I interviewed her at the Chiller Expo in New York. Did you ever go to them? Yeah, we went to one of them. It's in New Jersey, right? Yes, there's New York and New Jersey, but this is the New Jersey one. And uh, ha- and what the hell was it? And uh, I think it was Hackensack or somewhere. One Hilton Court, wherever that was. I got a brain fart right now, but yeah, that's where I I did the interview with you know with a microphone. I I really don't like doing microphones. I like sitting behind the desk and just coming out. In front of an audience, but you know, listen, you got to do what you got to do sometimes, right? Yeah, we've got a couple really good interviews that we did with people at uh film festival. Stephen Lang, yeah, great guy, Stephen. And he was actually coming on our show, and then my dad died, and so he didn't come on the show, but we met him anyway. Right now, he's big again because of Avatar, they have three of them coming out. But Stephen is a terrific guy, he'll probably come back on our show when he has time. Uh, terrific, terrific, terrific guy. Came out, Avatar came <clears throat> out last week. I know, but he's busy running around doing yeah, promo. Yeah, we have to try. He could come on now and promo the movie. So who's so who like who is your who's like your most amazing interview? Like, do you have an interview you thought, oh my god, this is the person I like to interview in the most? And don't use my name. That's a hard thing to do, but I can say the top couple. Uh, Joe Franklin was definitely great. You know, the, the legendary uh, talk show host Joe Franklin. I don't know who he is. I met, I met him once. You won't believe where. Where? At, at a Needix stand in New York. Remember oh, Needix wow. orange drink? It was yeah. on the corner of 59th Street and 3rd yeah. Avenue. Yeah, yeah. And there he was eating a, I think it was a hot dog and an orange drink. And I went to speak to him and he spoke back to me. And the Frankfurter was flying out of his mouth. And he was, it was disgusting. He was a mess. He was really this. Yeah, I know he he was he was just funny. This is on my wall. This let me see if we can get this on. This this is a picture. I don't know if he could sing it. It's breaking up. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. right there. Right, yes, right, right. on my show. He signed it. But the funny part was, I was in his office, 
and and he was eating fried chicken, and, and I put him <laughs> one. and I had a picture for him and a picture. For, I signed one for him for his wall because he told me to. And I go, Joe, sign this for me. He goes, Okay, man, let, let, let me uh, let me do it. I go, oh, oh, wait, he 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 goes, out of his mouth. Sure, let me get it. And he and I'm aiming <laughs> with this shit. His cans are all greasy, and and he has, <laughs> and he crosses it out over here. It says, uh, it says, John, you crossed out our a great talk show host. All the best, Joe Franklin. So I got there with fingerprints on it. And I, I just, I, 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 but that's a classic. It was spitting Frankfurter at me. I thought he was disgusting. <laughs> but for those of you out there who don't know who Joe Franklin was, he had a television show a million years ago where he brought on all of the old, old vaudeville people and movie stars that were nobody anymore. And he kind of gave them a little shot in the arm so people would know who they were. That was but, Joe Franklin. The show was called, I think, the Joe Franklin Show. Yeah, but, you know, he started the talk show back at uh, WOR back in the 50s and evolved into a right. talk show. But he's the king of nostalgia. I think he is, to, to date, it was like over 500,000 interviews. But uh, right. I got to meet him like the last four years before he died. And the night before he died, I heard he was in the hospital. A friend of mine, Frank Marano, who's a big talk show uh, radio guy in uh, 77 WABC, goes, Johnny, if you want to go say goodbye, go see him. He was at the uh, Mary Hospice in, in, in Sloan Ketterman. And he was laying there, you know, in hospice. And I'm like, Joe, how you doing? He's like, not too good, kid. And like, he was in a lot of pain. And he goes, thanks for coming. I was in there about five minutes and I left. And then he died. And I say, I really got hurt over that. Because like, I look, I look, he was like a mentor to me. And he, he taught me, he taught me some, he taught me a lot of stuff, but not as much as that I could have learned. But he gave me enough to, to go out there and, uh, you know, do, do his thing. He wasn't no Johnny Carson. But Johnny Carson wasn't Joe Franklin either. Like Joe Franklin was a was a an encyclopedia. Johnny Carson was a man's man entertainer, and everybody kind of like everybody watched Johnny Carson. Jo Joe Franklin had a limited audience, you know. Well, he was on Channel Eleven. Yeah, and York. then on Channel Nine. And Channel Eleven was not a great station. I was with Shelley Winters mm -hmm. the night before she died. She was in a uh, not a hospice; it was a private home, in nursing home. Uh, and she got very skinny. And I said to her, I said, boy, I said, now you can go back to wearing your sexy dresses, a good push-up bra, and look sexy. And she said, yeah, I'm going to do that. And I, as I left, I said, now, remember, you promised to come on my show. And she held my hand, and she said, Ron, I promise. Yeah. And the next day, she died. I was so upset. Yeah. I mean, so upset, because... Um, it's horrible to say goodbye to, as you know, I'm sure yeah. you're well aware of it. So when somebody dies and you you know them. So B. Claudia in the chat room. B. Claudia is from Germany, which I don't know if we had you say hi. Say hi to everybody in the chat room because they're all like writing notes about you. So just say hi to everybody. Hey, how's everybody doing? What's going on out there? There you go. She said that, that in 1997, they made a documentary about Joe Franklin. 50 million Joe Franklin fans can't be wrong. Yeah. That was excellent. That's on YouTube. Uh, Joe Franklin told me this. He said, uh, he goes, once you start to make, like, once a celebrity starts to make it, and then they make it big. So, like, he used to see, like, he started out Barbara Streisand. Once she got huge, she used to see Joe Franklin. She used to cross the street. And then she says, uh, he said a lot of big celebrity names would, would like, avoid him. Except, like, Bill Cosby, Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby used to come back. 
I don't want to remember that they were broke, but they were they had to be on like a public access show. Sorry, they just rang our doorbell, and so the dogs, somebody delivered. Right, I can see it now because I had a couple, of, a handful of people that made it big, like Pete Davidson. Uh, made it huge, forgot about everybody. You know, you knew, you knew Pete Davidson before? Who? Pete, Pete Davidson. I was the first guy to ever do an interview with Pete Davidson. It's posted, it's posted on YouTube uh, February 26, 2010. He was 16 years old. That's a pretty big deal, though, to have have interviewed him, you know, before because he's such a huge star now. Yes, you know, like, you, you can't go anywhere. You can't look at any gossip rag without him being like on the cover of every fucking thing that there is, every publication in town. But so. you know it's what amazing. I find? I find the crap, the shit asses of today, yeah. the jerks that think they're stars, the snobs, and they pull that shit. I knew yeah. Betty Davis. Betty Davis was the most down to earth, regular Joe you ever want to meet. Yeah. She hated people that were phony and stuck up. Yeah. Oh, if you came on the bullshit artist, you walk away from you. So there are the I, I found that the major big big stars of yesteryear were far more generous with the public yeah. than you know. I, I mean, like look at these Brad Pitt. He was on a movie. A friend of mine was on a movie with him, and they said that Brad Pitt wouldn't speak to anybody. He really? did his lines, he went in his trailer, came out and did his lines, went back in his trailer. I mean, who the fuck do they think they are? <laughs> you know, they're not. Today there's somebody, tomorrow they're begging for attention. Yeah, no, that's what it is. So wait, wait, go, okay, so so uh, so he was one. Who are some of your other ones that you enjoyed a lot? You know who was great that you guys, if you didn't have her, she was wonderful. She was one of the biggest reality stars, Big Ange. I don't even know who that is. Big Ange was was from the Mob Wives. You remember when that was out? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was she was a character in a half. Then they gave her a spin off the Big Ange show. She passed away from breast that was cancer. Gotti's, that was Gotti's daughter's show, right? No, that was uh, that's Karen Cavano. She's one of the other uh, Mob Wives. It's not Gotti's voice. It was Sammy the Bull's daughter. Gotti's, you know, right hand man who ratted out the uh, the. the yeah, she had a TV show too. I actually. Yeah, but- Victoria, I'm talking about Victoria Gotti. Oh, okay, yeah, that was a different. All of these reality shows are, are silly. Back in the day, the mob would have never went for all of that shit. Uh, you know, when the Gotti was around and, and the Columbos and all those guys, they would have shut those down right away. Like they almost shut down the Godfather back in the day. They called to that and said, "Look, now we're not having that mob wife shit. We're not well, having that." Stuff. First, first of all, let me clear one thing up. There's no such thing as the mafia, and there never was. <laughs> so let's get let's get that point across to everybody. <laughs> It was the newspapers and publicity. There were a group of Italian people who were nice and took care of right. their neighbors, and, that, and they're lovely people. But mine uh, knows what he's talking about. Yes, but one thing, my the Italian people—they didn't want anybody to give them attention. They did everything they could to not be in the limelight, not yeah. be noticed, because they were not show-off people. So if somebody did something like a TV show about the so-called make-believe never happened mafia, they would be very upset and probably kill you. Wait a second. Because I wrote down that you... You know there's no such thing as the mafia. You know that. You know, like John Gotti was very entertaining, but he, but he, but he brought down that whole... He brought down the Columbos, the the Gambinos, because because he was a show-off. Yeah, but John Gotti gave more money to more people and helped. Oh, I mean, percent. I can tell you stories about 
women, people had children that needed surgery, operation, they didn't have money. And they went to John and told John's story and John gave them money. I mean, these guys maybe were tough and rough guys, but they had hearts of gold as well as hearts of stone. It depended on who you were and what you did. But um, but there was no mob. There was no such thing as the mob or <laughs> the mob. Honey, I was just trying to sugarcoat it. If I had to say he's one of, if I had to say who's my favorite gangster, I would say John Gotti. If my mother heard me say that, next time I see her, she'd hit me in the head with a pad. <laughs> well, I, I will never even suggest that I ever met or knew him because I never met him either. I just like mm -hmm. I like his style and I like what he did for the neighborhood. But he was, too, you know, he showed off. He should have been a little more low key, you know. You know, you know, my father's generation. Mike, I have to tell you, my great uncle was Vincenzo Vincenzani. Oh wow! He had all the tablecloths and napkins in New York City back in 1910, 1911. He was the black hand. There was no such thing as the mafia. He was what was called the black hand. And anybody that didn't launder their tablecloths and napkins from him, they blew up the restaurant. You know, they put it on fire. <laughs> but that was because the Italians were so persecuted and nobody was giving them work and they were starving in the streets and they had to feed their family. So they had to resort to this sort of behavior in order to survive. Of course, as the years went on, the media and the press said, let's make up the stories about Italians. And they're all, every Italian you know is Sicilian and in the mafia, which is nonsense because there is no such thing as the mafia. So you hang on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Story says with Sean Kanan. He's funny because we had like this inside joke. We don't do it no more. But like years ago, when I came down there, I go, let, let, let's, he goes, everybody thinks they're after me, you know. You're Italian, but I go, make believe like I'm a connected guy. I go, so so when you introduce me, say this is my friend Johnny Potenza, Johnny, he's a friend of ours. So he did this back in 2016 to everybody. By like the next day, people are giving me free drinks, they're buying me dinner, they're giving me this, they're giving me that, they're like asking me stories. And we were me and Sean are cracking up. And uh, you know, I'm walking around like I'm the Don on a low-key <laughs> on a low-key thing, but it was funny how everybody was like just like kissing up to me, like you know. My father used to be a set designer for Broadway for the Lois Traborough Theater. Then my father became a union delegate for the Painters Decorator Union. And when I used to call people, my father was a delegate with Schoenfeld and all those guys. They say, oh, Ron's in the mafia. I'm not in the mafia. The first was no such thing in the mafia. And secondly, I'm not in the mafia because I'm gay. <laughs> the mafia, if it did exist, would not have a gay guy in it. So get over that fucking story real quick. But let me so tell you this, up here with the with the construction, what you, you asked me for, what do I do? What pays my bills? And I'm an old time Italian plasterer, guys. So I do the old school Italian plasterer, plaster that's in all the old houses, uh, Ron and Jimmy. You know, with the with the wood lath and the brown coat, the the the, the Venetian scratch first and then plaster over it. My father used yeah, to do yeah, that. yeah. We do the wood, the brown coat, scratch coat, three coats of white, lime and plaster polish, boom. Hard work. I'm starting to, you know, I'm starting to feel it. I hurt my neck back in uh, July doing the Palace Theater in Manhattan. And we were doing a ceiling for about a month, and then three discs popped. I'm just starting to get better now. I'm like 80% better, but it's a tough trade. Good money, but I'm trying to get out of it. There you go. So hold on, because I wrote down that your first, uh, that your first TV show that you did. So you've been doing the TV thing for a while. You had a TV show called The Gangsters of Rock where you showcased local and 
and popular rock bands along a backdrop of classic mob movies. So you like the mob thing. He was lying. He was making these stories up. There's no this is the deal. When I was with NYB, I, I, we did a lot of fun stuff back then. What you see back here was my old uh, Kiss studio. But if you look in the back, there's a desk. Let me see. Right, and we used to move everything out of the way. We used to sit the guests here, and we had three cameras, and we filmed it down there. So it was a gangsters of rock. And then I was known. My producer called me the wise guy of rock and roll because of my New York City persona. So I kind of went with it, the gangsters of rock. So it was gangster clips with rock and roll footage, and that's what the show was. It was a theme. It was a. It was like a street version of of, of Wayne's World, but in a more cooler way. So I, I mean, it's all public access. I won some awards for it. Did that for about like fifty episodes, and then uh, true story. I got I got uh, I got suspended out in the public access station because this one guy was starting in with me. And then I told him I was sick of him, sick of his shit. And they, he goes, what are you going to do? I go, let's go outside. So we went outside and he was about six something. I pushed him. We started wrestling. They broke it up and then they suspended me for six months. Then it went a year Then it went to two years and I had to get my lawyer, my entertainment lawyer. And uh, I got back in there after three years, laid low, learned my lesson. Then like three years later, I started the late night with Johnny P show and I never, I never turned back. And, uh, and that's that's the story there, you know. The, uh, like the music business got me in the entertainment business. So, like our best show, our, I don't know if it's our best show, but our most viewed show was with um, John Berriman, who was like from Doctor Who, and yeah, then um, he had Arrow. Arrow. Yeah, he has all kinds of shows and stuff. And when we see so we stream, so when we brought him on, like when we brought you on, he was like making out with a blow up doll. So anyway, we got 10 million plays on that one show. Because wow. <laughs> the guy's really guys, hot. Do you monetize was, you, you monetize this, I gather, right? And we're working on it. Yeah, now we're yeah. working on it. What makes our show happen is it's real. Yeah. There's no Hollywood here. Everybody, mm -hmm. I tell people, when you watch our show, make believe you're in Brooklyn in the kitchen having coffee and Enderman's crumb cake. And we're all talking with our friends. And yeah. that's why we encourage our guests when they come on not to be Hollywood. Don't do yeah. that. I, 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 I am. I'm doing bullshit. Let Jimmy yeah. brag for you. Don't you brag because you look like an idiot bragging for yourself. Jimmy does no. that. You got to be I'm, humble. I'm the comedy relief guy. I do the jokes and the crazy shit. And it works because our show really is a reality show. It really is real. You guys are funny together. You got a good good chemistry. Yeah, and when I fight and call them names and stuff, that's all bullshit. We just do that for the fans because they love it. I get fan mail saying, I love when you fight with Jimmy. You are hysterical. Yeah, they, yeah. Love it. they love it when I call him Fan Mary Bottom Bitch. <laughs> they love it. See, you got, the same, you, uh, you got the same hair as my father. He was a plasterer, but then he went to be a hair? cop. Yeah. He was a cop for two years, and he was a New York City firefighter. And he retired. And then when 9-11 happened, he volunteered for a month. A couple of years later, he got cancer. Five years later, he passed, too, in, two, in 2009. How good old good was guy. How 66. old was he? Oh, he was very young. And when did he die? How many years ago? 2009. He so was an awesome He went to the Utrecht High School. How old would he be today? About 80, about 60. Oh, I'm, 80, I'm, 80, I'm 82, so I probably... 81, yeah. I maybe could have met him. I mean, he, he would have loved him. 
Knock him so, out, guy, my brother. So go on a bucket list, like a, a bucket list, like like you you've interviewed a lot of really cool people. We've interviewed a lot of the same people. If you could interview any male and female on the planet, like who do you want to interview that you have not interviewed yet? I would just love to interview every A list celebrity and B list celebrity and up and coming local celebrity out there. But I would love to get Stallone and and uh, you know Leonardo DiCaprio, De Niro, everybody, you know. I like love it. I spoke to Stallone in a movie lobby. We were waiting to go in. I spoke my daughter, Lee, the beautiful blonde. He he's like, I'm not retarded or something. I was talking to him and, and just being and he just like was. <laughs> 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 well, well, it's amazing because did you see really the new, new you see his new series Tulsa King? I haven't seen it because I don't have Peacock. Apparently, I'll, I'll give you my password. I'll text it to you. you guys. Watch it. It's excellent. I have a, I have a good Stallone story. Okay, uh, my friend Barbara Lux. My friend Barbara Lux was an interior designer, and she was doing this doctor's house up in the hills. Sylvester Stallone lived next door, and they oh, were wow. doing construction. So all the rats in the hills got loose, you know, because they were digging. And Sylvester Stallone was sitting on his front steps with a rifle, shooting the rats. This is the truth. He would sit there with his with a rifle and shoot rats. So I thought that's the press never wrote about it. I would like to actually though interview him too because there's like, no interview. There's no way you're going to get anything but. Uh, I don't know about. No, that. he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't create. So that's I would like story. to get John Travolta. I'm a big John Travolta fan, and uh, I like he never know. shuts up. Oh, what about chicks? So, so if you, what, what are some of the female, you know, A-list actresses that you, know, you like? I really like as a, as a woman, young generation. I think kicks ass. That's really good. Is uh, Miley Cyrus? You know, oh, I, we love Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I do. Ron saw I, her on, on New Year on on New Year's Eve a couple of years ago, and she was dressed like a Hollywood, like you know, really elegant she, stuff. And Ron was like, "Oh my god, that's it's so, so great. nice to see them women." Remember when the Gumad is what they used to look like years ago in yeah. Brooklyn? Everybody was dolled up with jewelry, beautiful fur coats, gowns, yeah. men in tuxedos, suits. Today, they all look like pigs. They look yeah. like slobs, like they were working in the fields. Horrible. And you know my what? Mother had, my mother just, had a fur coat that she was giving away, and, and my, my, my little cousins in their 20s, they, 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 would, they didn't want it. They're like, what am I going to do with this? I'm, I'm not going to wear it, you know? $10,000 mint coat. You know how stupid they are today, the young people? You're young only once. And if you don't make yourself beautiful when you're young, when you're old, I don't give a shit what you do. You're never going to look beautiful. You're always going to look they, old beautiful. So they don't, don't care what they wear. They have this. They have the phone on them. That's it, you know? No, do not waste your youth looking like a slob because you'll never get it back. Dress yeah. beautiful young, right? Yeah, I love it. What's your, what's your favorite pasta? Uh, it depends on my mood, but I mean, I'm a regular basic guy, but I like, uh, I like regular, you know, meatballs and, and, and pasta and, uh, you know, uh, rigatoni and meatballs. But I mean, I like alio with a uh, shrimp and alio with like uh, scallops and, you know, alio and oil. It all depends on my mood. Chicken palm. My, uh, my, my daughter's a great, my daughter's a great Italian cook. I do. I do a great sauce. It simmers for six six hours, five six hours. Are you Sicilian or Napolitan or Sicilian? Both. Oh, yeah, I'm Napolitan and and half Sicilian, half and half. 
Well, um, how do I look over there? Because over here it looks like I'm white as a ghost. It looks like I got a cold. No, you actually look like you no. are suntan from our side. No, you look Italian. Give me a break. Are you kidding? No, you it is. I got literally on your map. Yep, please. I'm a little overweight these days, but no, what are you going to do? You know what? Not, not sugar. I did. I lost a lot of weight, and I feel great. That shit. Well, that's what I heard you talk about, the whole sugar thing with you guys. I mean, really, get the uh, processed food and the sugar. My brain cleared up. My, I have more energy. I feel younger. I mean, how could you feel younger than 82? But I do. But eating crap food. No, he eats garbage. He's going to be dead soon. But I'm going to insure him big. <laughs> so wait, I got, I also, so you didn't do any, you don't, you're not an actor, but you are a character actor. But just in case anybody wants to check out any of these things, I wrote down, you made a movie called Made in Chinatown that has fucking good people in it. Fifth Borough, which has you a lot of really good yeah, the Irishman. Yeah, the Irishman. Yeah, well, not an extra. I'm a, I'm a, I play a day player. So Ellen Lewis. Uh, who Ellen Lewis is, right? Yes. Ellen Lewis, biggest cast in the vector of her mouth. She saw my show in Manhattan. And then she, she says, I want to get this guy in the movie. So they contacted me. I thought it was my friends busting my chops. So I called the office. I said, okay. And then she told me, they go, Ellen Lewis wants to talk to me. So we get him on the phone. And then I go, what? And then I, I, then it was her. It's like, I go, why me? She goes, she goes, I saw your cable show. We're looking for new faces for the future. And you got a character actor, you know, look. And, I mean, that's uh, a good movie, Irishman. That's like, well, that's like me, really let me, big. Let me tell you something. If you lived here in California, I wrote a movie about uh, a woman that's a bookie and her husband's uh, supposedly the make-believe mafia. And it would be a partner for you. You could have played... Uh, because I, I, I'm only casting people from New York with real New York accents. Did you film it? Huh? Yeah, we're working on it now. Michelle's directing it. Sean's in I'll, it. Yeah. I'll come out there and I'll fly out there. But the thing is with the Irishman, let me finish the story. So I did two big reads with her. She you know, she gave me this part for Skinny Razor. A lot of people auditioned for her, but I didn't. I, that was my first really big interview uh, audition, so I was nervous. But she wanted to keep me in there. So I was uh, credited in the credits as wise guy number three. I'm going to... Uh, the you know wedding scene, but you see me. They focus right on my face. I was three feet, five feet away from De Niro, Pesci, and, and Catherine Narducci is a dear friend of mine. Uh, De Niro didn't look at us the whole time. I saw him. He finally looked over. Like I was, because I don't look, I don't stare. But I, I went like this, and he looked at me, and I went like this, and he went like this, and then he went like this. He, <laughs> he gave me three seconds of his eyes, and then that's it. <laughs> Did you he, mean he, uh, we, had a, we had a friend on that movie? He's an extra. Thomas Benefucci. Okay, I don't know. Ben Viega. Ben, 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 I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Ben, 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 Wait, though, you ben, did ben, some ben. horror movies, too, though. I wrote down Bound by Debt, Jersey Shore, Massacre, A Cold Day in Hell. So you got one, two, three, four, five, at least seven movies. In my yeah, movie, well, there's a couple of the, the, the independent ones. I got lines and stuff in them and stuff like that. Yeah, but put it this way. If I really put myself out there all those years... I would definitely have a lot of credits and maybe be halfway somewhere. But the thing was, I spent half my life in the music business. I had a record label called Shinebox Records. Once that all fell apart, we had a closed shop. But by the time I was almost 39, I had to start life all over again. So the last, say, 15 years, I've been breaking my ass in construction. And if I were to put that down and, and go full time and, and try to do auditions and make it as an actor... Uh, most likely I'd be poor or, or be in the street down the road. So this public action <laughs> is enough to get have a platform and work in the meantime and then 
hope for the best. Right. And, you know, and uh, I'm, I came back to life. So I'm ready to work this next couple of years. And uh, hopefully with the will of God, I'll get my dream come true one day. We'll see. If you come in my movie, you'll play Fingers. Okay. That's your name. Yes. You're, what do I you're do? a pick fingers off? You're a pickpocket. Okay, that's cool. And the mob boss calls you Fingers. Okay. That's yeah, listen. I, I think it'd be perfect. As I said, my movie, I hate when people try to imitate our accent. They sound like no. stupid idiots. I hate when they do that fake New York accent. I want to puke. So you have to hang out with me. You'd have to hang out with me for a couple of days, just us, and see really how my personality is. Sure, it'll tell you what you see is what you get. But uh, you but know, we're from Brooklyn. That's the Brooklyn thing. Everybody from Brooklyn is that way. No, but we don't like bullshit artists in Brooklyn or fancy schmancy people who think who the hell they are. Brooklyn people are very down to earth. But, but Lenny Kazan is from Brooklyn, perfect, and. Everybody in the, the whole cast is all New York, uh, Brooklyn people, practically. But you know what I'm talking about, Ron? There's some people that overact, even though they're already Italian, Brooklyn. They, they go, hey, oh, oh, we don't move on. Forget about it. They, they do. It's too much. And it's like, it's overwhelming. Those are listen, the people listen. we call them bean shooters. No, what, do you, wait, what do you call them? Bean shooters. Bean shooters. Right. <laughs> Nobody could say forget about it like we do. Forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. I mean, forget about it. I mean, nobody can say it like us. Nobody. They they try, like it, but they sound like they're constipated. Like in Donnie Blasco, right? Right. That's right. That was a great movie. No, I think, you know what? Sometimes I lose my Brooklyn accent, and I say to Jimmy, got to go back. I go to Brooklyn for a day or two. Guess what? My accent, like now, my accent is thick talking to you. Um, yeah, with the California people, I noticed they love the New York City accent. Brooklyn accent. New Yorkers talk very nice. New York, Manhattan people speak like television people. A little different. Brooklyn, yeah. Bronx, Bronx people don't even talk. Bronx people talk ignorant. They're yeah. stupid. They, they just don't use any proper uh, grammar. <laughs> But that's Brooklyn people use proper grammar. <laughs> he said that's him. <laughs> Bronx. You're not from the Bronx. You're from Brooklyn. No, uh, Brooklyn. Everyone from Brooklyn is in Staten Island. So I moved into 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 an area called Princess Bay on the South Shore. It was all mafia orientated. That's where the guys. No, stop with that word. There's no such thing. But Jeez. They're all dead. No, there never was. There never was. It's all publicity. <laughs> It was that drag queen. What was his name? The head of the DI, the the the, the, tra the tranny, the cross dresser, Hoover. Not who? What was his name? Yeah, Hoover. I think. Who was yeah, it? She was Hoover. Hoover. The, 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 the <laughs> FBI guy. Hoover. Was it Herbert Hoover? Herbert Hoover. He was a tranny. He used to dress in drag, and he had his boyfriend. But wow. he was gay as a lock, and he was so bitter because he was gay. And the Brooklyn people used to call him, you know, faggot. And he got upset, so he said, I'm going to create the word mafia and make it up and ruin it for all the Italians. Do you know Jack O'Halloran? <laughs> no. So we have to introduce you to Jack O'Halloran. He, he lives in Florida, though, but he, he wrote a book about it, and his father... Well, uh, supposedly. His father is Albert Anastasia. Supposedly. Okay. And uh, he, he's not so really famous. He's really famous because he was like the bad guy, one of the bad guys Superman. in Superman, and he's in King Kong. He's in all these movies, which he basically yeah. said he got in because of the it was a movie I saw last night with the Robert Mitchum Marlowe. 
Detective Marlowe. He's in a bunch of movies when we had him on. I've known him for many years, and when we had him on, he basically uh, the mob that doesn't exist is basically how he got into Hollywood. They put him in all those movies. Yeah. <laughs> did you, you know what? Hey, Ron, did you know Robert Mitchum? No, but my buddy Jane Russell, who was my dearest friend in the world, she hung out with Mitch. She called right. him all. She loved him. They were good friends. We watch a lot of his movies. Yeah. yeah he, never, I know I know about him because Jane and I used to talk about him. And she used to say to me, Mitch was a lot like me. Mitch didn't like fake people. He was very, very outspoken. He didn't have a filter. Robert Mitchum would say whatever he felt like, whether you liked it or not. He was a true blue guy. And she also said that she drank him under the table. And wow. boy, could he drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane and I were friends, for buddies, like brother and sister for many, many years. Mm -hmm. She was a terrific lady. I love her a lot. So, yeah, Robert, huh? I, I just want to give out some stuff because uh, uh, we only got about five minutes left. So, you guys, if you can find out more about Johnny, you can follow him on Instagram. It's up late with Johnny Potenza, P-O-T-E-N-Z-A. Uh, his his website is johnnyptv.com. Uh, I like the whole Johnny P thing. Uh a, a lot, and uh, if, like everybody knew, we have another friend named Johnny Parati, and he was like, "Oh, what a great name this guy's got!" You know, when I put the thing up on Facebook, Johnny Parati, every day they throw him off Facebook. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> he's in Facebook jail like every time. like all the time. Of course, he's an outrageous Republican, and he talks about it. And Facebook is yeah. not allowed to be a Republican. You know that you have to only Listen. be Democrat on Facebook. If you're now, a you get in trouble walking outside my house, but I never. I never got into trouble on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> so wait. So, okay. We got a couple of minutes left as a band. What was your, did you open for anybody big ever? Yeah. 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 You know, I opened up for, you know what? My idols were Kiss. My first Kiss concert was in 1977. Uh, the Kiss Love Gonna Live 2 tour. My father took me. But after that, I knew I wanted to play the drums. But as years went on in the 80s, Kiss broke up as we knew. But in the 90s, Peter, Chris, and Ace Freely, who were the original members, with, with Torment Solo. So I got to open up for my idols a couple of times. That when we opened up for Twisted Sister and guys from Guns N' Roses and uh, Cinderella and Choir Riot. And then that band was Barrage. Then the band broke up and then we we started NYB in 95. But Richie Scarlett, who was Ace Freely from Kiss's guitar player, produced two of our records. You can see them on iTunes. I get I, I get good I get royalty checks every couple of months, eight dollars, twenty dollars. <laughs> but uh I got one for 69 cents. Before actually, <laughs> before Ron was on the show, uh, before I was with Ron, I, I, the show was around, and we actually had Richie Scarlett on back in the day, like a long time, a long time ago. And we actually met him at, oh, we met him at Chiller. We actually you met him at Chiller. You got to get Richie back on. He has a new book out released in the UK that's going to come into America now. It's the Richie Scarlett story. It's, it's like a 350 page booklet of his life and pitches. I'm having him on the show in a couple of months, but I can tell him to email you guys. Yeah, we'll totally have him on. Know, He's great. Do, do you know the Wise Guys show? Or the yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking with them the other night. We love well, them. In the summer, they do this wonderful Italian festa in Jersey. Yeah. And we're gonna, I, I missed this year because we got screwed with work. But next summer, I'm definitely going. So you got to come, too. I'm bringing yeah, definitely. Freddie's Fred, a my, good friend. I'm bringing my daughters. Like maybe I could get rid of my daughters there. No, we love Freddie. Uh, we went to the event. They've all been on our show. Ron's been on their show. I love those guys. Um, do you also do you know um, Al Bandero? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know him personally. I'm trying to get in with him. I just only met him a couple of times, but I know friends who know him. Okay, I'm actually producing a movie with him uh, that oh, we're wow. going to shoot. That we're going to shoot in New Jersey. Uh, we get it more organized. I can't wait to get back east. Yeah, I like love it. There's nothing, there's nothing like it. All, All right, right. So, there's a there's a restaurant in Brooklyn. I can't. I won't. Anyway, doesn't matter. Next to the funeral parlor where they used to bury, kill, you know, put all the people they killed, they used to put the funeral. Italian restaurant that I have to go to, the you know what I'm talking about? It's over on, it's in, it's in, my mind, wait a minute, it's in, um, under the L, the elevator. Patricia's, you know. Ugh, anyway, we got to go anyway. Best Italian so. food in the world. I can't wait to go there and eat eat Italian. Oh, too. We have one other. We have another mutual friend, Mickey Burns. Mickey Burns was just on his show Saturday. Oh, Mickey's or, a good guy. He's we a love Mickey. Yeah. He's the man. Yeah, Mickey's a good guy. He's a pal of ours. So you guys, uh, see, to, you to, shout to, out. Oh, go ahead. Shout him out. Yeah, Elaine Shapiro. I like to say hello. Oh, Elaine. Yeah, hey, Elaine. Yay. Elaine. Sorry, Eileen Shapiro. Uh, hopefully, I'll be talking to you in a couple of months, and uh, everything looks good with you guys. I'm glad I, I got to meet all of you. It was a pleasure Absolutely. meeting you guys. Absolutely. I'm super glad with you. So, you guys follow up late with Johnny Pretends on Instagram. The website is johnnyptv.com. Uh, it's yeah. just the letter P. Um, follow him on social media. He's a great guy. We're, we're going to be doing stuff together in the yes. future, and it was great having you on. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you soon. You too, guys. You guys are class acts and love and uh, measures. Happy New Year, and I'll see you in the new year, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And your accent is music to my ears. Forget about it. Oh, I love Forget it. About, Forget it. about it. What are you right, talking about? Thank you, guys. About? Give me a break already, huh? What are you talking hey, Sean, about? Sean Kane and Michelle, I love you. I'll see you later. Absolutely. See you later, see baby. You later. Merry Christmas. Merry bon Natale. Bon Natale. Bye-bye, Johnny. Later, Bye, later. Johnny. What a great guy. Um, See, all right. Brooklyn people, wonderful people. Real quick, you guys, we're going to take a quick music break, and then we're coming back with our second guest. This is CC Peniston. The name of the song is Are You Ready? I think you guys will like it. Check it out. Here we go. Take CC it song? My CC? No. The oh. song. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought CC was Enjoy it, you guys, her. and then we're going to come back with Ray Porter. Here's CC Peniston. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for love?
back, we're back, we're back. Yay, everybody. That was C.C. Peniston, a great I, friend I, of ours. I we love her. so crazy about C.C. as a person. I love her to death. She's the nicest girl in the world, and I love her voice, and I love this song. And, of course, my favorite is her song, Finally. So now we're going to bring on our next guest, everybody. Hopefully everything is – we can hear him and everything is good. Let's see. Hey, Hi. Ray. Hey, you are. Hey. How are you? So you were dancing, I heard. Uh, I love CC. Are you kidding me? Come on. I mean, I need a mirror ball in here. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you know her personally? I do not. You do. Oh, yes. We, we, we love- and I got to tell you, if you met her in person, you'd love her more. She's the nicest girl in the world. She's uh, really the, nice. The, there's so much joy in her music and uh you know yep. I, I associated with a time when i was much younger but uh a lot of the grown-ups around me loved cc and so uh you know i, I heard it a lot and yeah wonderful stuff so it hold is. on let me do an intro all right everybody now we want to welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell the amazingly talented ray porter hello and welcome Ooh. to so i thought i would dress appropriately because i looked at a couple of your previous broadcasts but but Ron is like resplendent, and I, I should have broken out, you know, something else here. No, no, you're fabulous. So I have a question. So first of all, everybody, we 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 actually, you know, most of the time we bring people on that we've known a long time. We uh, just met Ray Saturday. Saturday, he was at John Cannon's book signing for Welcome to the Kumite, and Ray had just met Sean in Dubai as they were both over there signing autographs because they're both like famous superstars. And uh, so so he was on the show, but he had like really long hair, so you didn't cut your hair, right? All you did no, was have it's hair. all tied back. Okay, because he's got long, long, like, hair, and it was freaking – so it was great meeting you, and how was it being in – oh, wait, so you know my, my co-host, Ron Russell. I we do. I do. Room, say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everyone in the chat room. There you go, and they're saying that they, you're a narrator and that they love your voice. I mean, they like – Oh, that's lovely. We have a, a lady. Say hi to B. Claudia. She's in Germany. Hello, B. Claudia, if he gets – and she's uh yeah she's in Germany and she like basically like is when she's in the chat room she like knows everything about everybody who comes on and she like Michelle Kanan said the food in Dubai was stupendous it was outrageous. the food in Dubai was absolutely astonishing there was an Uzbeki restaurant that we went to that was uh, unusual and just brilliant and then the you know the Lebanese restaurants and just I mean if you like to eat go to Dubai yeah no I can't eat. <laughs> no, we just cut out sugar. Like we're cutting out sugar, so and now there's nothing to eat. Foods and garbage. Well, nothing I very, I nothing processed in a nice shawarma, and there's no sugar there. There you go. Well, if there's no sugar in it, yeah. And they yeah. love it. So wait a sec. So you're, uh, I know you're an actor, actor, and and are mm-hmm. you, uh, and you do, you narrate like audio books and stuff. Are you, and, and you obviously because you're dark side. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you. Uh, do you do like a lot of like video games and cartoons and stuff too? I've done, I've done some video games. I would love to do uh, cartoons. I've appeared on a couple of animated shows, but uh, it'd be great to do that regularly. Just uh, the, the challenges for an actor doing animation is, is it's that's rich territory. I'd love to get in there. Yeah. It's very rich. Now, territory. What did, what did you do to get invited to Dubai? Cause I want to learn so I could get invited. To Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. What is it you did that? that made what, that- what happened was um, I was, I was cast in Zack Snyder's justice league. And then, you know, the story of that film, there's, you know, a lot of drama around it. Um, Zach uh, 
stepped down from finishing the film for family reasons after a tragedy and Joss Whedon took over. Uh, Joss Whedon reshot a lot of stuff and redid a lot of stuff and changed a lot of things around. And at some point I was no longer in the movie. Um, the fans, when it came out in 2017, the fans really did not like the film and there started to be this rumbling and it's all down to the fans that, you know, they wanted to see Zack Snyder's cut of the film and it gained, uh, more and more momentum. And suddenly this very vocal, very tenacious group of people, uh, were getting a platform more or less and being listened to, I think in many ways. And they were really persistent. And eventually, um, Zach was given the green light, I guess. I don't know how all that stuff works. It's way above my pay, pay grade, but, uh, to release his cut on HBO max. Um, and so I was back in the film, uh, and you know, at no point, the one thing that I feel very, uh, I really love the, the fans of this because at no point, um, you know, there was speculation, you know, I heard dark side was in the movie. Dark side is a, a huge character in the DC comics world. And people were banding about, well, who, you know, who was it? Was it Benedict Cumberbatch or James Earl Jones or, you know, who, who, who did this? And, uh, I couldn't say anything, of course, cause I was under an NDA. Um, when it became apparent that it was me, there was nobody from the fandom who was like, who are you? You know, they just were like, welcome open arms. And, uh, so I really, I really owe a lot to these very persistent, very vocal people. So it's first of all, wait, 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 without being modest, you think you made the film happen? Do I think I made the film happen? Yeah. No. Um, I think that, uh, I, you know, it's a joy to work with Zack Snyder and, uh, it was great to get to know these fans and to interact with them. But it was the fans who made the film happen. It was obviously Zach and his team in completing his cut um, that made it happen. I had my part in it and was proud to do that. Uh, I got to work with Kieran Hines, uh, Peter Guinness, two brilliant actors. And uh, I was very proud of that. And so you're to have it come out, yeah. you know, you're to be fucking the, dark side, dude. Like that's a fucking character. I mean, to be, like, to be the first live action dark side. And I mean, I'm joining you know, a pretty impressive list of people who played him before in animated things, Michael Ironsides and Jonathan Adams and some of the, you know, some amazing actors, um, now, you know, Ray, forgive me. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people out there are stupid like me. What the hell is dark side? <laughs> There's nothing stupid about it. I didn't know either until I got cast. Uh, he's, a, a, a sort of an Uber mega villain in the DC comics world. Oh, yeah. So, uh, he's like the big bad. He's a, he's a God. He's like, you know, really terrible, uh, comes from a planet called apocalypse. <laughs> okay. So, you know, kind of does what he says on the tin. Um, it's and I didn't really know a lot about him either until I was cast. That ha that has to be a fun, fun role to play. So much fun. So much fun. So I have questions. First of all, okay, yes. so and we'll talk about all the things that you do. But uh, since I'm a, I'm a, so I basically collect superhero stuff, and I collect. I love that stuff. And now that you've been on the show, I told him that you've got all kinds of action here figures. Goes, here comes the pitch. We're Here's going out. No, no, it's not a pitch. But I thought that I didn't think that that uh, the first uh, Justice League. I mean, it was all right. 
Yeah. But Zack Snyder's Zack Snyder's one blew it. It was like way, way, way better, you know, than the first one. Well, and- he was allowed to tell his story. I mean, look what we have, you know, it was wonderful. That's the thing. Anybody who ever works with Zack Snyder will say uh, that not only is the man a genius, but they would work with him under any circumstances. So basically, uh, though, that to, to answer Ron's question, yeah, you got invited to go to Dubai because you're dark side. Basically, yeah, because uh, Comic Cons Comic Cons happen all over the world, and um, you know it's a chance for for fans to dress up and you know just let the freak flag fly, and uh, you you go and you sign autographs. I think I'm going to write a script light side and i'm going to play light side i think that's a fabulous idea <laughs> I get to go to dubai yes absolutely so absolutely and it has so, way better skin were, yeah were you a superhero like were you a fan of superhero stuff like no i like, never was i always had respect for comics and i had a lot of friends who collected them but it was never really my thing you know um, I grew up in a house of, of New York actors. And, uh, so I was listening to jazz and opera my entire life. And, you know, comic books were like, I kind of was aware of them, but it wasn't a thing really. Um, and it was, you know, it wasn't until much later when I realized just how important it is to so many people. And I respect it a lot, but I was woefully ignorant. And so when the movie came out and I had comic book fans coming up and asking me really in-depth questions about this character, I had to study. Uh, cause I, I just didn't, I mean, I was an actor playing a scene, you know, but for them, there's history and weight to this stuff. That, you know, it's like 20 years of doing Shakespeare taught me that people will bring their expectations uh, and they will ask you stuff based on their knowledge of it. And it may not be the same as yours. You know, it's like me, I was out there, you know, trying not to get hit by the sword and remember my lines, but for <laughs> them, it's a whole other thing. Uh, I, I was the president of my comic club. Like my neighborhood, we had a comic book club. I was the president of the comic book. Club. See, that's what I mean. People who are devoted to it are really as, devoted to as it. As a kid, I was really all about Marvel as an adult. I'm way more about DC, uh, for some reason. And especially Batman. Like I have like, and all, all kinds of cool Batman. Sh- oh shit. yeah, um, I do. So I, I do still those. have my old Corgi Batmobile from when I was a kid. I have I was, one. I have one. Yes, yeah, I have. One. I always loved Batman. Yeah. Um, so what about though? Then do you? Because I know that you have two Funko Pops. Uh, yes. And then, but but I because I was like looking at Walmart and they have Dark Side. You know, they have other Dark Sides from the Justice League movie. So what I would have to be. It doesn't say Zack Snyder's though, so I don't know if it's the same thing. I mean, it looks. The um, same. it should be. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get it. Should too. be, yeah. <laughs> or, or you know what? Next time, next time, you know, you're in town or something, I'll just bring you one. That's okay. Next time, I'm gonna bring them. Next time I'm in town, I'm gonna call you and we're gonna like go to your house so you can sign them. Sign <laughs> gladly. I told you it was a pitch. No, I love this shit. I, I was super excited. So you guys, we were like, we were at this thing on on uh, Saturday. Sean Cannon's but book signing. Wait, wait. But I want. Let me go, just finish this. Know, but you're gonna go in a long play. I want a quick question, a quick answer. Okay. Where, yes, are you, where are you from in New York, Manhattan? That's not a I, I was born at Manhattan lying in hospital and lived in Lincoln Towers until I was two. Uh, so right off of West End there and then um, moved to Kokomo, Indiana. Oh, wow. What a big difference. Holy yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a culture shock for me. I was two. But, uh, you know. Wow. Yeah. That's why you don't have a New York accent. That's why I don't have a New York accent. Yeah, you definitely don't. I was wondering why you didn't. So I was, okay. like, I 
Okay, so we we met him and and he had long hair and he was at the thing and I didn't know who he was. I didn't know that he was dark side, but all these people were walking up to him and like taking pictures with him. So I just yeah. walked up to him and said, I don't know who you are. I was like, but you got to be like fucking somebody because everybody's coming up to you. And that's how we started talking and I invited him to come on the show. So how I'm long have you been acting? Glad to be here. Sorry, I have been acting since, I mean, I went to college for it. I got a degree from Cal Arts in acting and um, you know, thank God I've been able to keep the wolf away from the door just by being an actor since I graduated. Good for uh, you. About six months after I got out of school, um, I was invited to come and work at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Told everybody I'd be back to LA in six months. That was in 1990, and my last season in Ashland was 2008. So I was doing I was doing Shakespeare for almost 20 years, and I would come down here occasionally in the off season and work you know, TV shows and that kind of thing. But I was doing classical theater the whole time. So they call you an overnight sensation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's me. Exactly. I mean, right. I've been 64 years and now I'm making a million movies. And they said, Ron Russell, the overnight. Sensation. The overnight. Exactly. <laughs> it's a Cinderella story. You know, years, 60 friggin' four years later. Can you imagine? Well, you know, I'm late to- enough. Sometimes, oh, there's uh, is it Astro? Astro, yes, it's Astro. He's wonderful, he's wonderful. Hello, Astro. Hey, we have three, three rescue dogs. He's a rescue dog. Hello, Astro. How's it going? Looking fabulous. I must say, I like the cut of your jib, Astro. I enjoy those whiskers. Yeah, he looks like you. Yeah, he's got a gray beard, a white beard. Yeah. Let me do some bragging for you real quick. You guys, some of the TV shows you could have seen Ray on, 911, Naomi, Animal Kingdom. Uh, we have friends on that. The Kids Are All Right, Modern Family, The Mentalist, Shameless, Sons of Anarchy, Justified, The Closer, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Southland, CSI, Monk, Medium, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Dragnet, In-Laws, Will and Grace, ER, Frazier, Murphy Brown. I know there's more. I just wrote down the ones everybody knows. Wow, that is that is that is my back catalog. That's uh that's something else. You know, it's funny. I don't my friend comments on this all the time. It's like I'll go months without a job and then I'll be on something that's significant. You know what I mean? Like Murphy Brown or you know, something like that. It's really it's fun. I suffered during COVID because we had so many productions that do. And they were on hold. And it was murder being a year yeah. without really having anything. And now I'm, I'm happily being pleased. How many movies do I have? About six, six or seven movies. Incredible. I'll be working for the next year straight without stopping. So it is in our business, it is feast or famine. It truly is. It truly is. Now, for me, narrating audiobooks, this is my studio. This is where I do oh, audiobooks. Wait, audiobooks? Yes. Yeah, I narrate audiobooks. And so I was able to work all through the pandemic because I just I have a home studio. So it you, was, have, you have to know my friend, Barbara Rosenblatt. Sure, I do. Of course. Yes. Very talented. Barbara is the number one female. She did Barbara Streisand's book. Barbara, Barbara Rosenblatt is called the queen of voiceover. Absolutely. She's, she's an, she's a giant without question. We've been friends for like 20 something years. Amazing. She's a a good, good gal. It's a a tiny world too. You know, I mean, you know, this. it's like, there's, you know, I used to say there's 11 actors. Basically Mm -hmm. you meet, you meet an actor that you've never met before. And within five minutes, you realize, you know, five of the same people. Right. 
Yeah. Actually, B. Claudia from Germany is writing in the chat room that you've written over 300. I mean, that you've uh, you've narrated over 300 books. Yeah, almost 500 at this point. 18 seasons with the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. And then yeah. she wrote a quote. The biggest tale of actors is when they start to get very pleased with themselves because they're actors. Having something else that will keep you a bit humble is a good thing. Ray Porter. And you have multiple earphones awards. She's like... She's You're like awesome. Serious dude. business, man. She's like the best. Well, I was wow. in Barbara Rosenblatt's apartment, and she had a shelf put around the living room. And that living room has audiobooks. Yes. That go completely around. And then one wall is all of the awards that she's won. She's won so many awards. And I mean, she's, I mean, she's a major, major year. figure in this. Yeah. I don't, she has room anymore for her audiobook. Wolf. And you know, too, she was in Orange is the New Black, like the first two seasons. Yeah, right. A main character, like a big character. In yeah, awesome. She was a one. She years ago, I I founded Have a Heart, which mm -hmm. was a benefit for AIDS. Right. And Barbara Rosenblatt worked in my benefit so many times because she sings, you know. Sure. And she was a good performer. So Barbara Rosenblatt is really a darling person and very dear to me. That's wonderful. Yeah, we had uh, we had at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival we had the uh, the Daedalus project, which was a, a thing we would do as a fundraiser for AIDS and, and HIV. We'd have panels of the quilt come in. I was the MC for a number of years, uh, and, all the, and all the money that we we collected from our shows we gave to the Elizabeth Foundation for AIDS Research. Yeah, not Amfar because Amfar was doing salaries of a hundred thousand, and we thought we're not breaking our asses to make them no, rich. We, the money the money in ours was uh split between uh the rogue valley uh uh aids organization which was where we were in the rogue valley in oregon and right. broad broadway cares equity fights aids oh i have an award from broadway cares I, i'm not surprised. for me would you believe her name keeps coming up? she comes to my house and she said ronala i have something for you i said what darling she said look and it says it's my real name, Ron Serego. His outstanding work for Broadway Cares. It's around glass. Uh, and I was so thrilled that she posted. He's still thrilled. He shows it there. Uh, yeah, it's on oh, my coffee. Yeah. Oh, it's something to be proud of without question. Well, she, she put my name in. I never did it. She said, this guy has got to get an award because of all the hundreds of thousands of dollars he's read. I did drag. I impersonated Jane Russell. Yes. And our, and our show was all female impersonators who sang in their own voice. It was a beautiful show, wasn't it? That, was, that was, and I don't want to date you, but that was that was pre Stonewall days, was it not? During and after. Okay. Yeah. It was years. Yeah, a long time. I, I, I mean, that's that's a what a time to be in the village. Well, I'm yeah. eighty. I'm he's eighty two. I don't know if you knew how old he is. He's eighty two. So, I've been around a long time. Well, you're well yes. cared for. Well, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Birth Thank you. Franklin Delano Roosevelt signing So I have it's on my birth certificate, which is really like having Abraham Lincoln on your birth certificate. So you do other things besides acting too, though, because I wrote down, unless it's incorrect, that you're the, you were the first AD on Argo. Are you in Argo? I, no, the, the character I played was first AD. Ah! Oh, the character you played. Yes, I played a first AD <laughs> on oh Argo. God, I thought that you were the first AD. No, 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 no. I was an actor. Uh, yeah. I've seen that movie a bunch of times. It's well, you great. know, at the very beginning when they introduced John Goodman's character, we're on a film set at Warner Brothers in the 70s. And there's it's a sci-fi film. And the actor has a problem with his makeup. And I get John Goodman. And Goodman and I are walking in. And I'm explaining what the situation is to John. And 
how bad this actor is and all that. So, yeah. Argo, Ben Affleck, Alan Arkin, Victor Garber, John Goodman, Brian Cranston, Leah, 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 yeah. Leah, Duvall, Leah Duvall, Tate Donovan. It was a huge one. I think it got an Academy Award nomination. or sure did. I learned something from Lara Spencer of ABC Good Morning News a long time America. ago. She said, whenever you mention a name, let people know. We mentioned Barbara Rosenblatt. She played Mrs. Medcalf in Quick uh, uh, Run. The way music, she ran the whole play. Mm-hmm. Secret Garden. Barbara Rosenblatt was Mrs. Medcalf in Secret Garden. There you go. Oh, there you go. So now, for those of you out there who don't know who she is, now if you've seen Secret Garden, yes. you know who. And you can look her up on Audible and download some yeah. of her titles because she is a legend in audiobooks. Voice in the world. She smokes, and I tell her, Barbara, don't smoke. You're going to wreck your voice as she lights up. And she has a sultry, sexy voice that relaxes you, puts you in a very yeah. relaxed state. How's your voice? You you do different voices or yours? I do, yeah, I do different voices. And I mean, when I'm narrating books, you know, it's you know, if the character is from a certain place, I I try to do the dialect. Uh, you know, I'll do different uh, different. You play all the parts like she does. Yeah, you play all the parts. She plays all the parts. Too. Yeah, that's exactly right. That, um, won awards right many awards you know something i've won a lot of earphones awards uh i just won an audio award last year for audiobook of the year uh for a thing i did called project hail mary uh and it also won in the sci-fi category and i have a trophy from like the voice arts awards uh from a few years back not like a lot of my friends you know i was able to call a couple of my friends and go because the the uh the trophy is like this delta shape uh, you know, and I called them. I've got triangles in my house now too, because these guys have got you know that they're the side of their house is sagging from all the awards. <laughs> but the award party, I went. I was Barbara's date for one of the award parties we went to. Oh, and they were yeah. And they was were that fun. in New York? In New York, I lived yeah. That would York. be the Audis. That would be the Audi oh, Awards. Yeah, biggest one, right? Isn't that, that the biggest one? That's well, the one. I, I was her date, and um, it was a really fun. Uh, I think it was an afternoon affair, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been late afternoon, but it was really a fun thing. And I've met all these interesting people and all the people that do voiceovers, and they all mm-hmm. have beautiful voices. The room was filled with lovely sounds. Sonorous, yes, exactly. The voices are sometimes – I was at a Comic-Con in Orlando called Megacon, and, like, the voice actor people – you know, like they had the bigger – they had bigger lines than, the, like, the movie stars did. A lot of them do, uh, yeah, because – yeah. Very, I didn't even know who the people were. I had to like go right. find out who they were. So, and a lot of voiceover, a lot of actors have said, "My survival is voiceover. If it weren't for voiceover, I would be old and poor." Yeah, and they you they, really voiceover. You could be any age. You can be any age, and you uh, you know. And what's great is you have the benefit of being able to walk down the street without interruption. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, nobody recognizes your face. You do female voices too. I do. Yeah, that's been kind of a that's been an ongoing struggle uh, for me is to try to do it right. You know, because um, you get it a little bit wrong and you sound like you're pandering. And you know, and I mean, it it takes a while. You get to where you realize there's you know there's I I've met women with lower voices than mine. Wow. And so it's less about it's less about timbre and more about the character. 
you me, know, and, I, I did Jane's, I do a woman's, I sing in a woman's voice and I talk in a woman's voice when I perform. incredible to me that you sing in a woman's voice. I mean, that's just oh, like, well, yeah. 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 Um, he hasn't done it in 30 years. So. I'm looking for trouble and I don't care what the people say. It doesn't matter what the people say, what the people say, what the people say i'm gonna find me a lover one in his prime one who could show jane a real good time <laughs> and, and you know and and I had to lose my new york Brooklyn by <laughs> accent because i play mafia but he also looked like her yeah just I look like, like her. her but i play mafia in all the movies i mean i play you know tough yeah. guy always the rough tough killer sure so for me, it was wonderful going out and performing as a sexy beautiful jane russell and That's then incredible. the being in a movie like I was in uh, Charlie's Angels and I played a detective. I don't know if you can see this or not. Let's see. Not really, but okay. Hold on a minute. Let me put on. Let me let, let Grandma put on the glasses here. Actually, Juan, do you have the picture from last week still that we put up there, Juan? I don't know if Juan's got it, but we had a picture last week of of him that we showed. Well, that's already. fantastic. You know, when when I had <laughs> at one point, I had uh, Jane came to my house for dinner. And I never really discussed too much about my impersonating her because I thought she would be offended. Mm -hmm. Even though we were best friends, we never got there. She's For some reason, she avoided that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, Jane, because of you, I couldn't do you, therefore not raise the money we raise for the people who need. So indirectly, you gave us all these hundreds of thousands of dollars to help find a cure for AIDS. That's a fantastic that moved, way of thinking about it. Christian, you know, she was a very devout Christian. That yeah. moved us so deeply that she said to me, Ron, I thank you so much for impersonating me. And I'm Brilliant. very honored and flattered. So then she opened up about it. Because for years I wondered, why doesn't she ever mention my impersonating her ever? She didn't like me as a woman. She liked me as a man. Because, mm -hmm. you know, her values were different than... Uh, yeah, I, I get that. I get you that. Know, my sister saw a picture of me as Jane Russell, and my sister turned to me and she said, thank God Mama and Papa are dead. <laughs> so it was a different time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, Juan. You know yes, what I mean? And my mother didn't, my sister didn't get it that I do that as a career. You know. That's there amazing. You go. That's amazing. There you go. Now you can see it. Yeah, that's me. Good job, Juan. That's thank you. Amazing. But I don't. You look like you should be painted on the nose of a B twenty five. Look at you. <laughs> but you know, the, the people don't understand. I never lived as a woman. I don't dress as a woman. It was part a part of play. It was. A, it was a performance. It was, it was a role you played. Yeah. Exactly. To, to raise money for my people who were dying like flies one after another, and I had to do something because I lost so many friends. And yeah. I think about it like I think about so many of my friends and I always I mean, without getting too morose, I, I always think about all of the performances I'm never going to see or the songs I'm going to hear or the or the, the, you know, the the jokes or the, you know, the, the plays that are being written. And, you know, we lost the best talent. and brightest of a generation. Talent. talent. So now, my best friend, Tommy, who I grew up with, he was dying from AIDS mm. and. I was with him one day and I said, gee, Tommy, I wish there was something I could do for you. He said, you can. He said, go out there and in person, it was, he knew I did, Jane. He said, and raise money for AIDS. And I said, that will definitely do. And I did it. That was very help. cool. 
Okay, so we've got seven minutes left. I want to ask you some hypotheticals. Seven minutes to heaven. All right, let's go. Seven minutes to heaven. First of all, real quick, did you have fun doing uh, the Runaways? Because like, like the I real, uh, I I like actually love everybody in it. it. Was Kristen Stewart nice? She's like one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, I got. I had to uh, flip a cigarette into her face about twelve times. I'm gonna like. Oh, I'm gonna watch it again now because I'm actually. Um, and now I forgot her name. What's uh. Oh fuck! Who's the like? Who's the blonde? Ah! Sorry, oh, um, uh, Dakota Fanning. No, no, Lita. No, but Lita Ford, Lita the real Ford and Sheree Curry. Yeah. yeah, they're both friends of mine. I'm friends. Right, you had mentioned that. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's so cool to have the real ones in it that you were in. All right, that here's was one of the, that was one of the strangest things, real quick, on that day when we were shooting because Dakota came in for kind of a costume check, so she's done up like Sheree Curry, and right behind her was Sheree Curry. Oh, uh, how was that? Yeah, it was that was amazing. I would like love that. All right, so hypothetical, you've already done a lot of really cool shit. Uh, male and female mm. actor that you would like to work with that you haven't worked with. And the second part of the question is, if you could have ever been in any movie that's ever been made, what movie would you have liked Ooh, to have been in? That's a tough one. I would <laughs> say if if I if I could pick any actor that I would really, really, really kill to work with is uh, David Strathairn. Oh, yes. Uh, and who is one of the finest actors that I've ever seen. Um, I admire him so much. I admire his work so much. I would kill to do something with him. Uh, if now, I could have. And that's a really good one because I think that yeah. I, I've loved him ever since I saw him in Sneakers. Uh, yeah. I mean, go back. There's a movie that John Sayles directed um, back in the 80s called Matewan about the coal mining wars in uh, West Virginia. He's genius in it. And everything else I've ever seen him in, he is absolutely flawless. His economy, you never smell him acting. I just I, I love yeah, him. I so much. He's very good. That's a good pick. Yeah. Okay. Female, female. Female. Um, boy, there's a lot. Um, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you can pick more than one if you got a couple yeah. that come to your head. Yeah, I got a few that a few that come to mind. Um Sophia Loren, how about that? That's Sophia Loren, I would I mean, come on. You know, I probably would just be sitting there with my jaw dropped the whole time. I worked with her back in '59. Amazing. And she's Amazing. wonderful. I love her. Um yeah, there's that's the thing, is there's so many brilliant uh actresses just through history that I would I mean, would I love to work with them? reason is and i have to clarify that with could i reasonably function if i was on the same set as them helen mirren helen mirren would be someone yes yes yes, i agree um, obviously meryl streep you know uh sure uh i mean there's so many and again actors as well i just judy dench judy dench is incredible yeah totally judy dench is was was the one I would really like to meet. I mean, so many actresses. Uh, which I like. Yeah. Okay, so there, there's a new young one out there. Her name is Michelle Doherty. Doherty. You know, mm-hmm. do you know who he is? He Brilliant. That's my dream. I'm I'm telling Jimmy to put her in one of his films. I so. Are you doing vapors? It's bad. For I am. You. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> it's bad for you. <laughs> Better than cigarettes. <laughs> no, nothing. Your lungs need air. It's, it makes cottage cheese or popcorn. <laughs> not if you, not if you get the right stuff. That's actually true. No, I. I not, anyway, we only have that. three minutes, and I don't want to spend it on his cottage cheese. No, lungs. I'm upset because no, I like him. I'm, I'm terribly, I'm terribly sorry. I tell you what, I will, I will not when I'm around you, Ron. 
out of respect. No, I, no he's doing it for your health. No, he's for you. For you for your I, know. Yeah, I don't I know. give a shit. But for your health, you're a nice guy. I want you to be as Thank old you. as me one day. You know, take yeah. care of yourself. So wait, and you know what? You're very handsome. What do you look like without all that shit on your face? Um, uh, like a leprechaun. The only reason why I grew a beard is I have no chin and I've got to be able to put a pillow back in a pillowcase. <laughs> have you, do you, do you watch, um, Yellowstone? I haven't seen Yellowstone yet. I, I don't get to watch a lot of stuff cause I'm so busy all the time, but, um, it's something I'd love to be on. I certainly look the part. I uh, know you could, you should get on it, but the girl, I don't even know her name, but the girl who's, uh, Kevin, uh, What's his name, Kevin? Uh, Costner. Kevin Costner's Costner. daughter. I think she's probably one of the best I've ever seen in my life. She is wow. so freaking good. She should win everything. All right, but what movie would you want to be in? Casablanca. Oh, oh yeah. that's a good one. Great yeah, choice. I mean, I would have with, to shave. With Ingrid but, Bergman. But with Ingrid Bergman. <laughs> with Ingrid Bergman. With, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's just a film that, you know. What else would I like to be? Uh, the Barbara Streisand film, the uh, the comedy "What's Up, Doc?" with Ryan O'Neill. Really, would love to have been film? involved in that. The In-Laws, yep. Peter Falk and uh, Alan Arkin. Well, how would love about, to have been uh, a part of that. You know. What was the Anne Bancroft film, Third Avenue? What was it with Jack Lemmon? Oh yeah, I Prisoner love- of Second Avenue was it? Prisoner of, of Second Avenue. Prisoner of Second Avenue. Yeah. Oh, you know your shit. I love that film. I would well, again, to- I grew up. I grew up with it's the people I grew up with. You know, right. I I ended up with this vocabulary. I mean, my mother and father came from New York. They're actors. They you know they they move into this small town in Indiana, and so my formative memories are my mother and my father, and their friends, a bunch of you know local like guys, all gay men sitting around having drinks and talking about all of this kind of stuff. And this is the earliest stuff that I remember. Um, I so I didn't, I didn't have the same sort of vocabulary going into school Maybe. Uh, that, a, that a lot of my, uh, that a lot of my um, contemporaries did. In fact, I, I remember everybody my, tells him he talks like he's from an old Hollywood movie. He even no, said, no. when he's thirsty, he doesn't say I'm thirsty. He says, I'm part. I'm parched. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, my mother was silent movie actress Jenny Gay. Got one minute. So I wow. grew up. I grew up with Hollywood. Yeah. I I met Gloria Swanson when I was nine years old, mm. watching a Valentino movie at the museum in New York, and I remember going to school and saying that I had just met Gloria Swanson, and yeah. the teachers reported me to the principal that I was delusional. There you the, go. The kids didn't even know who she was. So no. growing up in the theatrical household was not. We have to. You and I have to have a long conversation about this. Absolutely. My grandfather was. My grandfather was one of the founding members of the Lambs Club in New York. Okay. So you know, uh, a theatrical press agent, also with the circus for a number of years and all that. And I, I know we're pressed for time, but this is. Uh, we'll put a pin in this. We'll bring you back. And we'll just bring you back. So everybody, follow Ray Porter on Instagram. He's at the dot Ray dot Porter on Twitter. He's at Ray underscore Porter. Uh, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. It was thank a you for having me, gentlemen. Yeah, what a yeah. what a privilege! Thank you. I'm about to talk to you now. I didn't at at the thing because I was all over the place. You and had, I, and, yeah. and, I love, and I love uh, 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 Linda. Yes, uh, Linda, uh, the soap opera actress, not Linda. No, not right. In time, anyway, we got to go anyway. I, I was with her. <laughs> anyway, Ray, we'll see you Ray, in town. We'll see you in town. We'll see, we'll you, see you in town. Okay. I look forward to it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We so appreciate holiday. it. If, are you Thank you. 
Merry Christmas to you. Have a brilliant Merry and a happy Christmas. new year. And, and yeah, have all of the fun and well, eat all of the good food except the sugar. That's yes. right. Merry, Thank you so much. All right. Merry Christmas. Ray. Bye, Ray. Thank, Thank you. Guys. Congratulations Bye. on everything. What a nice Thank guy. you. Absolutely. What a, what a sweetheart of a guy, folks. What a nice guest. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week for the Christmas yes, show. Yes, Christmas show. All Thanks our friends in, are everybody. popping in Talk and to you later. Out, out and in to say Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.